Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of the NL Feast podcast. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, the garlic to my ginger, Brandon Gross. What is that? I don't <laughs> Is that like a specific, uh, I guess you would use that for like an Asian recipe, right? So yeah, I mean, I think I've made this abundantly clear on the podcast that whenever I come up with these introductions, it's influenced very much by something I've done in the last 15 minutes and I prepared my dinner in the last 15 minutes and a little... Uh, little garlic ginger and that's okay. uh, that's the inspiration what did you make what what was the final recipe i've here? been making so i've been trying to i think we talked about this on the podcast previously i've been trying to eat a little healthier after you know like putting on the classic quarantine covid weight um mm-hmm. so i've been doing a little bit of just like traditional meat and veg and then doing a stir fry with it so i was stir frying up some uh some pork and broccoli and threw some garlic through some ginger through a little bit of honey a little bit of sriracha soy sauce sesame oil just kind of to I don't, I don't know what to call it just kind of like a general stir fry um <laughs> same stir fry <laughs> Listen, Brandon, we've talked about players having concession stands at different uh, different stadiums, but it's about time I got my own, okay? Do you think now that uh, Giannis uh, is a partial owner in the Milwaukee Brewers, will they have a Greek restaurant at the Brewers Stadium now? Uh, they should. Also, I love uh, – we've talked about this previously. Also, not a huge basketball fan, Giannis. No. Giannis, Brandon, it's great. Giannis? Come on. Giannis. Giannis on oh, the What do I know? I, uh, this is a baseball pod, okay? <laughs> That's true. I don't know. They, the Greek freak. That's what I know. The Greek as. freak, yes. I mean, there has to be one in the Bucks arena, you'd think. But now that he's – uh, that's a good point. Did you see the video of him swinging the baseball bat too? Yes, I did see that, and he's comically bad. He's very bad. <laughs> I thought about it, though. It makes a lot of sense because the, my man has got, like, arms as long as my entire body. So, of course, he's probably a little less, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the word, dexterous? Is that the right word? Uh, to uh, to yeah. swing a baseball bat. Dexterity, so, yeah. yeah. I don't, dexterous? Dexterous, right? That's dexterous lab. Dex- <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for dexterous lab. Um, so it made a little sense to me. It made a little sense to me that he uh, that he would be doing. Also, I don't think he played basketball until he was a teenager, like uh, like thir- twelve or thirteen. I think he's one of those like classic uh, learned it and was immediately the best ever mm-hmm. <laughs> stories. Kind of like us with podcasting, Brandon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think Giannis is his basketball name. Giannis is his baseball name. <laughs> oh, okay, I like that. Yes, that's a that's a that's a smart point, which immediately makes we think of what is our regular name to our podcast name uh sam to sam brandon to sam sam sounds like a car like a brendan like a i'm just brendan <laughs> you're brendan frazier on the podcast brandon it's very strange i wish it's dude. very strange wearing a big old cowboy hat <laughs> how was your week you uh, you've been doing anything exciting uh well yesterday we had our first softball game my, my softball team the daddy yankees which you were a former member of, of when course. he was in los angeles of course. we had our first softball game a practice game against um very tough looking old an older crew of a, a, a very tough looking older crew oh no. and they beat us 15 to 3 whoa okay so a close yeah. one yeah <laughs> wasn't bad hey we were winning one nothing i got the first run of the game congratulations so, come on congratulations um, and today and i was in so much pain overnight that i didn't <laughs> i didn't sleep well i also had like a whole thing of chocolate almond so partially on hmm, me okay you know? yeah that does that's a but weird post-workout my, <laughs> meal my calves were killing me and like Something that I I thought of that kind of made me laugh was when I went to the Mets Dodgers game two weeks ago, they had the players' date of births on Jumbotron, and Javi Baez, who we're gonna talk about today, I a think lot, yeah, I think there's like um, a, some stuff we got to say. He was born he was born exactly two weeks before me, and no it's way. just so funny. It's just so funny to me that. I play one softball game where I have one at bat, <laughs> and my legs are killing me. And this man plays 162 games is a he, year. Is he two weeks older or two weeks younger? 
He's two weeks older. Okay, so you, Brandon, listen, you're still in your athletic prime, all right? You're doing okay. <laughs> I, too, can give a thumbs down to Mets fans. <laughs> listen, we can't. Brandon, you're jumping the gun. I know. You're I'm jumping the gun. I, uh, I think I'll get into this later, too, but I had an exciting weekend. I went to one of the, the Mets Nationals games so it was uh, and saw a celebrity, Brandon. I'll give a little tease at the top. Saw a celebrity. We're too excited. I'm listening. jumping the horn. I was excited. I immediately started texting Brandon pictures, just like very voyeuristic, faraway pictures, being like, Brandon, look who it is. Check it out. Uh, wait. Okay. Wait. Okay. One more. We do have a, an awesome guest that we're going to bring in here in one second. They're being extremely patient for our nonsense and bullshit. But Brandon, what position did you play in the softball game? That's that's uh, that's been. I played like, left field. You did because we were having a conversation about you being a manager, but also being one of the more uh, baseball baseball smart people on the team. One of the more <laughs> ath- baseball athletic guys. Athletically, <laughs> they baseball. look at the lineup. They go, Brandon's position is baseball smart guy. <laughs> okay. Um, um, and so I was curious where you put yourself because you were saying you were playing first base during practice. And I was like, Brandon, you're wasting that glove. Put this man on the hot corner. Get him at shortstop or something. You know, I also feel bad doing that, too, because I I'm like sort of like feel like it's selfish if I'm if I'm like too high in the batting order I feel, or yeah. at too prime of a position because I'm not that good. Like if I was really good, then yes. I'd be like, OK, I got to be there. Justifiable. Like, I'm, I'm just average enough where it's like I should probably be in a better position, but mm. Um, but yes, no one's mad at me yet for that. But uh, yeah, I'm rocking left field. Some dude hit a bomb. He hit a grand slam. No way, yesterday. really? Way like I backed up. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was probably playing a good normal left fielder, like major league left fielder uh, position out there, and just still. um and rocket to the oh parking lot. Into the parking lot. To the parking lot. Wow. Okay, that's a game ender, right? Is that just like when you knew? Is that? Oh when yeah, you that's knew? when they, it was mercy rule. Then. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. First game mercy rule. All right, Brandon. Well, we got a lot of things to talk about on this week's episode. We're going to talk about the Braves taking the series from the Giants. Talk about my Nats Mets game experience, Brandon. We're going to get into some of the classic sixty-second stories, feast or famine, upcoming series, and feature future fans. But Brandon. Before we get into that, we have a phenomenal guest today. We, I mean, our guests are always phenomenal, but this guy in particular is the cream of the crop. We got Jack Jolly Olive Oliver from the Shea Station podcast and his Jolly Olive YouTube channel. Jack, how you doing today, my friend? Ugh, I was holding my breath the entire time. <laughs> I was sweating to breathe. I'm good, guys. How are you guys? I'm good. You, you know, we're hanging in there. Brandon's still uh, recovering from his chocolate almond uh, experience, it sounds like. But we're, we're mm-hmm. doing okay. We're doing chocolate okay. Chocolate almond? Can you fill me in? Oh, please. Yes. Brandon. Yeah, so I, I last night, I had a softball game yesterday, and then... Last night, I indulged in some chocolate-covered <laughs> almonds, as every good baseball player or sure, softball sure, player sure. does. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I didn't sleep all night so uh, because I was wired from the stimulant <laughs> of the chocolate and the sugar. Uh, I'm yeah, kind of so annoyed because I, I was at a very long christening yesterday, and I had a shot of espresso towards the end, Whoa. and it did literally nothing for me. I was still groggy and sleepy the entire day. I'm really bad when I day drink and we had a lot of wine. Oh, so do my, it. I was thrown for a complete loop. And then, you know, all the Mets should hit the fan at the same time. Oh, which yeah. Was well, super cool. Super yeah. Cool. <laughs> what are you talking about? I didn't hear anything. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Okay, cool. Let's just sweep it under. It's fine. So wait, okay, so you, you did the, the classic combo of caffeine and alcohol, though. That's like a that's a four loco, baby. That's getting a little dangerous. Well, it was wine and then a break and then like okay. one super strong shot of caffeine. Well, I guess not <laughs> super strong because it didn't fucking work. But, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it did it did its best. Yeah, I uh, I almost had to start weaning myself off coffee because it was making me too anxious recently, and that felt like wow. the whole, yeah that felt like the most old man thing I've experienced. I'm like what. 
th- six months away from 30, and I was like, I'm starting to feel it. This is it. The coffee is making <laughs> you anxious. This is it. Dude, I had the same exact thing. Like, the first time I remember, so Sam and I come from a comedy background, and the first time, like, I got anxious from coffee, I met a friend earlier in the day. I was like, I'll have some coffee. Never really drank coffee. I was like 23 or something. And uh, I did improv that night. And when I was on stage, my fingers got like numb. (laughs) And I was like, I'm either having a heart attack... But yeah, uh, no, it wasn't. I, in I did. Uh, I went to Rutgers University and I did something called Rutgers Night Live, which is like their their comedy troupe. Oh, whatever. nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I, you, no, no, I never really talked about it, so it just seemed like a good time to bring it up. But, hey, please. Uh, we did we did midnight shows uh, for Whoa. like we did we did two a year and we did a midnight show on Saturdays. There was the most fun. People would show up like blackout drunk and shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like I'm like a perennial early bird. Like I really I fall asleep early. Like I fall asleep uh, like ten thirty no p.m. Way. You know, because it's just a work schedule. Whatever. Yeah for sure and i was in that mode when i was doing rnl so it was really tough for me to not only like stay awake but also be like funny at midnight so but luckily everyone in the audience was just drunk so they 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 just wanted something to laugh that's the best part about performing in college is you just know the audience is going to be drunk and they're going to think you're great it's the it was easy it was great i loved it brandon and i come from we were uh we were on a college improv team not together we were like ships passing in the night but I, because uh, I came over later. But yeah, Brandon and I come from a college improv background, and it's also just yeah, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's everybody's so excited <laughs> to see live comedy; it's the best. And then we got to Los Angeles, and we're like, oh wait, this is really hard, <laughs> and we're bad, <laughs> and we might be bad. Yes. Also, yeah. Jack, I don't know if you caught that, but Brandon, did you say you had coffee for the first time when you were twenty three years old? No, that's no, no, pretty no, no, astonishing. No, 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 that's not true. Okay. I definitely sampled it before, but I never like got into it as a as a, as a hobby thing. or like a as or a like a, a, a habit coffee. that was probably the word <laughs> but yeah, ho- yeah. hey dude a people hobby. are coffee hobby that's, that's true not- that's true that's true that's true we were talking tiktok before this uh before we started recording and uh one of the tiktoks that i encounter is this person that's just extremely passionate and knowledgeable about coffee and is like giving you like the best rig coffee rig for 50 dollars. and like tiktok algorithm knows me so well it's scary like i got a tiktok the other day that was like if you love emo music and also american sports i was like what is good <laughs> specifically baseball and i know also, you do comedy <laughs> it's like wow do you they... have a podcast that you record <laughs> on mondays <laughs> that's what i was gonna say next. oh my god yeah so brandon it was because uh I, I think that lives up to the character the brandon gross character though is that like you, you didn't really have a full cup of coffee till you're 23 you think what do you think <laughs> at the risk of, i realize that sounds like borderline insulting but i'm just saying you're not a man of inebriants you're not a man of uh of, never, uh, dude. I never did Adderall during college. I just got my my three point seven six GPA. Wow, okay. All natural. Okay. Water and some crackers. <laughs> Brandon was alone in a library room that he reserved, eating saltines and drinking Dasani. No protein. <laughs> no <laughs> other nutrients. Just saltines. No protein. For four years. That's so funny. All right. I, I mean. Did- no, please. Fine, finish. I'll, I was going to say, <laughs> I did have a roommate, and then we're going to get into baseball. It's like, I did have a roommate in college who was the opposite of no protein, and he was like six foot five and like <laughs> rail thin, and he was like a science genius. And he would in the mirror actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is Brandon, me. I think you oh, lived shit. Fight Club, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he uh, he basically was trying to do ketosis, and he would eat like 
like chicken he would bake it with no seasoning and he would just eat like three chicken breasts for dinner oh, with no seasoning on it just damn. baked in the oven that is commitment and, hey the man kept his weight off though he was <laughs> six five and 120 but also bryce harper just hit a home run it's three nothing phillies in the first off the nationals wow all right wow. i love this live updates there have been many moments where we've been recording the podcast just because of the the yeah. time of day that we do it where there's like live stuff happening we've watched a mets meltdown or was it a win what was the what was, it happened like what uh, well, statistically, right? probably a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I'd hedge my bets on the water. I, uh, I do have to breach the topic uh, because I am with two Mets fans right now. And as a Marlins fan, we've known we've been out for quite some time now. So I sure. haven't really been uh, paying. I mean, I've been watching the game still, but I haven't been nearly as emotionally invested. But, uh, fellas, I don't know if you saw this. Mets were the talk of baseball Twitter for the last 24 or 36 hours. Um, Did you say, I don't know if you saw this? <laughs> you're like, I lived and breathed this. I, I more than saw it. Um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down, fellas. How are you feeling? What's going on? Uh, do you want to go first, Brandon? <laughs> I would I would love to. Uh, yeah, this is it's upsetting because the Mets had a nice series win. They really did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know it was the Nationals, and I know that's the team that the one team that the Mets have been able to beat up. The only two series they won this, this month were against the Nationals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's upsetting overall because it's – I mean, it's just very Metzian, you know, and it's very Wilpanian as well, this whole thing, yeah. which is like upsetting. I think that's been the the story arc, you know, with a few instances this year. It's like it still feels like that Wilpanian error, unfortunately. And I know, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the media's doing, um, but it's upsetting. It's upsetting because like you have to hope as like if you're an optimistic Mets fan, it's like, okay, maybe, you know, they're playing like the second tier teams now. So like maybe they can do some sort of run. Yeah. At least get back to 500. But it's like, it just, as soon as they get, you know, they move the needle a little bit, something like this happens. That's just like unnecessary and, you know, causes a frenzy. So it's upsetting. There's so many examples of this shit happening this year. Like they talked about it on talking baseball this morning of just like, Rat vs. Raccoon, or like that was the thing I was thinking in, of. Rat, like Rat vs. Stevenson, and firing Chili Davis, and like it, this was just supposed to be like, oh, let's just add this to the list of headlines. But one, it was Javi being a little bit too honest uh, when he didn't need to be, and you know you could take that to be, you know, you've only been in New York for four weeks. Like I get it, <laughs> maybe true. you have to get used to the media, but. I mean, Pilar gave a pretty good, you know, nonchalant whatever response to it, and he, you know, didn't get any fire from it. Um, and then Javi, I think, was, yeah, I think he was just a little bit too candid, and he said it to the wrong people, being the New York Daily News, because, you know, New York Post, you know, yeah. you can file a bunch of people in there. Not not great, not entirely credible. Uh, and, you know, it, of course, it's the, the icing on top of the cake is that this was a Mets player. It wasn't, you know, a random Marlins player or a Reds player. It was a Mets player. And it goes from bad to worse when it becomes a Mets player, and then it goes from worse to even worse when the team president decides to release a statement. Oh. But he didn't comment on a bunch of other shit that happened this year. So it was just, it was perfect. And, you know, you have to put yourself in my shoes for a sec, because we were talking about this before, and I wanted to save this. I was at a christening all day. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't go to church that much, but I have a very religious family. Um, I was at a christening all day, and then I'm drinking wine during the day, which is bad for me, because, you know, I'm an early bird, so I'm instantly tired uh, and I see the Mets are winning they win nine to four okay cool I didn't even watch the game they won sick they won the series dope 
I have a shot of espresso to try and perk myself up. It doesn't work. It just scrambles my brain a little bit. (laughs) And then like we're on the way home. We have this long drive home and I have to sit in the back because my parents are driving and I'm not (laughs) driving. What the fuck? I feel like I'm 16 again. I'm getting nauseous. And then I see this shit pop up on my phone and everyone giving their takes. And oh, dude, yesterday was so fucking annoying. I can't even like I think yesterday was more annoying than today of like actually having to go. Uh, to work and do and, Shea Station and talk about it. You yeah, know what I, mean? I totally feel that. Also, a, a little bit of backstory for the I, I I was playing bad podcast host, and for the listeners that don't know, over the weekend there was a compilation that came of Mets players giving the thumbs down once they got on base or doing anything successful. And uh, when asked about it, yeah, Javi Baez just came out and straight said, "When we don't oh, yeah, get we success, did, we didn't even explain." Yeah, it. just cool. like let's get into it. Thumbs up or thumbs down, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. They Baez know. said, "So the fans are going to get booed when we get success." Um, and it's also weird to me because apparently the Braves had been doing something very similar Brandon sent me a tweet today that was like a compilation of Braves fans giving like a sword motion and they had already gone on the record and had talked about the fact that they were like like getting into a sword fight with the fans I'm butchering this paraphrase but like it just seems I think I saw this as well and like I think it's getting posted now as like a jab which I think is hilarious and like I want to preface the entire thing by saying like laugh at this because this is fucking stupid this is hilarious yes. like even if it's lol Mets like if this happened to any club and any player said this you should be laughing like there are a lot of people like defending Javi and like that's cool and like you know Mets fans can be pretty annoying and like you know maybe booing isn't the, isn't the greatest thing in the world I honestly <laughs> think booing's like kind of okay as long as you're not like threatening them or anything yeah if it's not like especially malicious and you're like throwing yeah. beer or something or yeah poor, yeah because like, yeah, I'm saying shit. players from the 90s had to deal like in playoff games they had to deal with like getting pelted with shit yeah all the time I, I uh, want to actually shout out to John Boy and Jake they were doing the old like World Series breakdowns and I was watching them over the offseason I did watch those too yeah and, they would and, watch like a game from each World Series yeah it was those. like Reggie Jackson being covered as he's running into the dugout after a World Series victory because of yeah. like how crazy it got afterwards so yeah I guess it does pale in comparison to historic uh, the historic precedent that I've been set with this kind of stuff but yeah I, Brandon please it looks like you're about to say something but all I'm gonna say is I agree I don't think fans should boo but with that being said when you go on a stretch like the Mets went they dropped 13 games in the standings in one full month it's like yeah. I think and I think they should also like Javi and Lindor and the rest of the team should have some self-awareness to be like hey, yeah, we were really bad, and the Mets fans deserve better because we have an incredibly talented team. So, And you've and a lot yeah. of quotes were circulating. Like I saw like they pulled a quote from Derek Jeter when he was hitting like below the Mendoza line, and like he, uh, he said he was like, yeah, I would boo too. You know? and, and I think that is the right path to go is to like – and I know it sucks as like a human being. It's like if you're going to your job and you know you're struggling and then <laughs> – the people that are supposed to be supporting you or yelling at you, like, yeah, that sucks. But also, if you go on a horde stretch like the Mets just went on, it's got to be expected. It's got to be expected, yeah. honestly. And also for any franchise, like, I feel, I, I hope, like, I know it's New York, so it's tougher, but it's like, I would think, like, if the Diamondbacks went on a stretch for, like, a, I mean, I know they are, that's a bad example. <laughs> I was about to say, bad all example the on me. All of baseball. Bad example. Uh, I don't know why I like, picked that. I, I don't, because there was, like, beef between, like, Cubs fans and Mets fans for a little bit, which I also thought was pretty dumb, because, like, you, can, you cannot look me straight in the eye and tell me that Javi was never booed when he was a Cub, because oh, Javi yeah. had some terrible stretches yeah. as a Chicago Cub. He had some awesome stretches, too. He came second in MVP voting one year. But the dude had some rough goes of it. And, like, Cubs fans, I know that he won you a World Series. 
but like there's no fucking way that they, he was <laughs> beloved every step of the yeah, way wait, so, in so, Chicago. It's ridiculous. So Cubs fans were like getting on their high horse being like, we would never do something like this. Was that the take that they were having? I It was sort of, it was a mix of that. I don't think it was that directly, but it was okay. more like you guys don't know what kind of talent you have on your hands. You shouldn't be booing him, that kind of thing. And I was like, you know what, granted from that point, maybe. Yeah, he is a great defensive specialist and yeah. he's got a crazy pop bat. But he's not playing well right now, and no one's playing well right now. And I don't think it's just him getting booed. I think it's everyone getting booed. And this most recent series, if you go back and watch it, that's not really the tale of it at all because they played well. And yeah. it's annoying that the story comes out I now know. when they finally start fucking playing well. So it's, yeah. I think it really, I think it goes back to this thing that you had, you had touched on briefly at the beginning, which is like this, like the Mets reputation will never get out of the Mets own way. And like, this is a yeah. perfect example. They like, yeah, took it to the Nats. I think Pilar had three homers in two games. Like they were playing well. Um, and then this happens. It's just like, oh, that's the thing we're going to talk about. Got it. The only Got way it. LOL Mets will ever die is if they get the ring because they've made it, they've won a pennant yeah. and it hasn't died. And I think even if they win a ring, people will find ways to continue LOL Mets. I think it's here to stay. But a way to actively kill it is to go on a run in the World Series. I don't think it's happening this year. Um, but maybe it'll happen in two to four years. Now we're now we're not doing three to five anymore. Yeah. Now. <laughs> it's we cut it back. Yeah, we cut it back. It, honestly, this season's been one of the most disappointing ones. I've been a Mets fan since 99 when I was like seven. But this one is honestly one of the most disappointing ones because the expectations were so high and they looked so good. And it was almost like at a certain point, like I became overly confident where I was like, well, Mets are going to be in the playoffs because the rest of the yeah. NL East is bad. Yeah. And and also like the, hey. the, the, the <laughs> presence know. of I know the presence of like Steve Cohen also. Yeah, the presence of Steve Cohen, like I thought would cleanse the stench of the Wilpon era Mets. I really did. I, I and maybe did too, I was naive, man. but. But uh, and you know, and I'm sure it's like not defending Steve Cohen whatsoever. I'm sure there's growing pains in learning how to run a major league baseball team. But it just it was a lot of the same this year, and and uh, yeah, disappointing. Wait, Jack, disappointing. For sure. We were we've been talking a lot about like our, our perception of Steve Cohen. I'm very curious what you think of him. Like, what is what is your take on like all of the the tweeting and the and the Twitter presence and the like sixty yeah. year old billionaire being very quote unquote online. Like, what's uh, what? How do you feel about that? I think, well, okay. Here's what here's what I'll preface my entire thing by saying: uh, being a trail being a trailblazer means that you know you you carve out a new path that no one's really done before. Being a trailblazer does not always have positive connotation. I think that Steve Cohen is the first owner. Maybe you could say Mark Cuban in here too, but he's really the first owner of his breed to be so interactive with fans. And it's like you come from a, fan, uh, a team that's so has such a volatile fan base and such a crazy history that it honestly seems like a perfect pairing for me. In all honesty, I was like, if any team is going to do this, it's probably going to be the Mets because the Mets do the most funny things in baseball. They have the most circus show in baseball. Uh, and I honestly like Steve needs to get the right people in house. I think he, he inherited a ship that was already on its course and he did the best he could to, add some cogs to it to sort of write that ship and write its path. And there were things that he definitely could have done better. And I think that if this team was more active at the deadline, then we're talking about a completely different outlook right now. But the fact is that they weren't, uh, they got Baez and they got T will and that's it. And that clearly wasn't enough. Um, and I think that I think he needs a full year under his belt before I can truly gauge what he's going to be like as an owner. Still, because, you know, we're, we're in month 11. We haven't even completed the first full year yet. Yeah. And, you know, for, three months this team is in first place and you know that's a lot more than i can say about other met seasons for sure has this been incredibly disappointed uh, disappointing yes 
But uh, I until Stevie completes this five year window without a ring, I'm gonna stay on his side for the most part. That's my take. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like at least you're giving him the benefit of the doubt, which I mean it's very easy, especially because of what the the platform that he engages on, where it's like Twitter is full of just like quick takes and like immediately yes. turning your back on somebody or like not giving them a chance. Uh, and as yeah, as somebody who's been on this podcast and been like Steve Cohen, you're kind of blowing it. What are you doing? Um, I do think that as uh, from your perspective as a Mets fan, it's a really healthy outlook to kind of give him the full five years, the benefit of the doubt, um, yeah. and see where it goes. Yeah, I think that's really I think that's really smart. And like I've we've you know Brandon knows we i've dealt with the wopons my entire life and like you know what i i'm i'm under the gut the guys that anything would be better if it we if we get more of these lol mets moments whatever but at least now we have an owner that's willing to you know open his wallet willing to engage with fans and hear what they have to say even if he doesn't take it to heart all the time i just think that he needs to put the right people around him i think from the get-go this Mets season was uh, trailing from behind with like the Porter scandal and the Mickey Calloway stuff. And then all the stuff that happened during the season with the players and stuff like that, like rat raccoon. And like, you know, I think he needs a, a fresh slate and 2021 is probably the answer for that. I don't think this team's going on a run as much as I'd love to see it, but I, I have not closed the book on Steve Cohen yet for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that makes a lot of sense. I think my favorite Steve Cohen moment though was the chicken parmesan incident. It's something that we talk about on the podcast right? oh, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Was, every uh, week. <laughs> yeah, every week. Listen, we're like uh we Garfield has lasagna and El Feast has chicken parmesan. <laughs> um so I think that was my favorite my, my favorite Steve Cohen moment. Brandon, what that do you think? One. What do you think about all this? Well, I think that if we're talking Steve Cohen, I think that Steve Cohen is going to do whatever it takes for the Mets to win. And I we could not say that during the Wilpon era. I mean, there were some teams that were left with David Wright and like eight guys that wouldn't be in the majors. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I, I do think that Steve Cohen is is going to do what it takes to win. And what we're going to see in the offseason is like, is he of the Steinbrenner ilk where he's just going to kind of like maybe fire Louis Rojas and like make some like quick rash decisions, but that might end up in like uh, uh, the Mets winning World Series sooner than we think. I mean, we'll, we'll find out. We don't know, like you said, what type of owner he is. And I am going to be optimistic going into the offseason because I do think that he'll surround himself with, uh, you know, maybe a new uh, president of baseball operations and, you know, maybe make the decisions that that uh, that they weren't able to make this year to, to push the Mets to the next level to be cliche. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I, no, I'm excited for uh, I'm excited for what what the offseason, you know, has in store. And also we might need to accept that LOL Mets is going to live forever because, and this sounds very Trumpish, but it's like because of like the media and the way the New York media is. Yeah. You have to compare it to like Sam, your Marlins. Like they had like Monty Harrison and Starling Marte getting into a fight in like, that would have been huge news in New York. Yeah. Huge news, yeah. but it like sort of went away after a day, right? <laughs> yeah, they just sent him down. To, they sent Monte down to AAA, and then he didn't start for like a week and a half, and nobody really talked about it again. And he's just been hanging out in Jacksonville the whole time. Um, dude, I might st I might steal that for a tweet. Honestly, that's kind of too good. I totally forgot that happened. Yeah, dude. Uh, we Brandon is plugged yeah, into the Marlins world. Yeah, Brandon Hell is yeah. plugged into the Marlins <laughs> world. Um, Jack, you've been super generous with your time. Um, we've loved having you on. You've been a phenomenal yeah, guest. Um, I want I want to ask just one more question before you take off. Um, so what is your, what is your expectations before, uh, for the rest of the season? Like, do you see like what playoff percentage? I know fan graph is somewhere around like five, 7%, but like what, what, what would one be an ideal finish of the season for you and two, your realistic expectations for how it goes? Good question. Uh, I am an optimistic Mets fan and I know this team is not making the playoffs. I'm still going to watch every game cause that's just how I roll. It's what I do. 
Uh, I think the best case uh, for this team is, one, nobody else gets hurt. Cool. Uh, two, Francisco Lindor gets his stat line to a respectable, quote-unquote, place. Like, maybe hit 10 home runs, maybe steal a couple more bases and bat, like, 240. Cool, fine. Just for my peace of mind, honestly. Because <laughs> it's going to get po- posted left and right in the offseason anyway. <laughs> yeah. Three, uh, you play this entire year as a winning team, so finish as a winning team, whether that's 82 and 80 or, you know, like, something a little bit better. I yeah. think that's just like a moral victory for the team. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, what was the last thing I was going to say? Uh, make sure the bullpen stays sharp in September because I just want to have a season where the Mets bullpen is one of the best because I've never been able to say that in my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. We're number one in defensive <laughs> runs saved too, so try and maintain that as well. So like, if you can take away some positives of the guys that you're keeping and what they do well and steady that in the next season, that's I think you, you kind of got to take what's on the table for you and that may be it. Yeah, I feel like those are all like realistic expectations as well, too. You're not like, we're going to win the World Series, baby. I can still yeah. feel it in my blood. <laughs> um, well, Jack, thank you so much for coming on, man. This was great. Thanks You're so much, a real, man. A real, a real yeah, hoot and a half. Um, before you go, smash the plugs. Tell us what you want people to listen to, where they can check you out, where they can see you, all that good jazz. Smash the plugs. Smash the uh, plugs. Okay. Smash the <laughs> so uh, for those who don't know me, I'm a big Mets guy. Um, I just joined John by Media, and I'm doing a Mets podcast over there with former pitcher Jerry Blevins, uh, lefty specialist. He's the man. He's a really cool dude. Uh, so we we just finished episode seven of that. We did our own, you know, 20 minutes on the thumbs down thing. If you want to go listen to more of that mumbo jumbo, uh, I also do my own YouTube thing. That's kind of how I, you know, fell into all this. So if you're just looking for baseball content in general, I'm Jolly Olive on YouTube. And if you just want to hear somebody complain about the Mets, I'm Jolly Olive on Twitter. That's pretty much all I got. (laughs) Yeah, that rules. Thank you so much, Jack. Brandon, do you want to say anything before we get out of here? Hey, LFGM, baby. That's all I got. (laughs) LFGM, baby. LFGM. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Brandon, what a guy. Yeah. What what a guy. That was a, such a fun a interview. A mensch, if you will. A mensch, if you will. Also, uh, I, 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 damn it, I forgot to bring this up. He was at a christening, so I'm assuming he comes from a Catholic background. And I was like, I was an altar boy, baby. I can get into the, the, the deep Catholic cuts if you want to oh, do yeah, it. Oh, yeah, we're normally talking Jew shit here for me. <laughs> for me. I was just Jew yeah. shit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get some Catholic shit. <laughs> Please, not enough in the world, right? That's what the Catholics are always screaming about. There's not enough Christian representation. There's not enough of us. <laughs> no, I'm glad we. Uh, I, I was. T- we were telling him this before he left, but could not imagine a more appropriate interview and a more appropriate time for a Mets guy to come in than when LOL Mets really hits the fan on uh, on baseball Twitter. He could have bailed. I'm sure he was exhausted from. He actually, I listened to his podcast with uh, with Jerry Blevins. Uh, they Shady. recorded it and released it today. Um, and they also check it out because it, they had some really good takes. Jerry had some great takes too, from, um, a player perspective. On oh, the that's whole Brandon, we know we, we, yeah. that's the one thing we're lacking. Neither of us made a team in high school baseball, let alone <laughs> like major. We league got softball, baseball. baby. What are you talking about? We got softball. We've been Slow in pitch. we've been in improv groups and bands, so we get the dynamic, Brandon. We know what it's like to be a uh, to be in a cool. We're spot. left brains. <laughs> left yeah. brain. That's the creative one, right? Uh, you. I don't know, dude. I really. You could say anything. I would. I wouldn't have any idea. But oh, so how are you feeling? You got all the the Mets talk off your chest, so we're doing okay. Let's do more. You want to do more? <laughs> you fucking masochist. You just can't get it up. Uh. What's going to be next week? You know what we didn't ask? Uh, honest Mets question, though. It's like, is Baez going to get booed to hell tomorrow when he gets up to bat? I don't know, but guess who will be there, baby? I'll be there at you one. You will. I'll, be to, I'll, I'll do some tweeting. How's that sound? I, uh, I really got to know. 
What do you think? I know we talked about this uh, already, but I'm like getting anxious as the as the time approaches. I mean, I'm leaving in like 12 hours, a little over 12 hours to go to the stadium. Um, like, do I pick up a base? <laughs> it's very funny to count down the hours the next day. <laughs> like, it's not like true. a flight. It's not like, oh, I got a flight in eight hours. I got to sleep for six. You're like, I'm going to a baseball game in 12 hours. Can you tell I'm excited? I haven't seen the Marlins at all this year. I've been talking about the Marlins since. Oh, my God. That's right. Because it was, it was like earlier COVID uh, stuff when they were in and New I York think, last time, right? And I think, and I don't know how true this is, but I, I, I think this is what happened is that when i went to florida on vacation is when they were in new york i think when i yes. was when i was out of town was when the the marlins came in so i was like oh okay so i'm just and not- that was like the second week of the season right yes it was very very early. uh when did i go we it was it was like episode four no, we were you recording. were in florida in may though it was end of may to write up against my birthday i don't think i was i think it was like the week before my birthday which is mid-june so can't give the people this is when everyone details. shuts off the podcast and we try to figure out <laughs> sam's schedule okay let's break it down get out the graphs okay um <laughs> but yeah i'm really excited to go so i got tickets tomorrow for visitors dug outside gonna go hang out and i'm like do i go to target at like 9 a.m and grab a baseball and try to get jazz to sign it or do i just like what do I, I really i'm really in my head about this brandon i don't know what to do i want to be cool like what if what if i was talking to peter about how he gets uh marlins players on his podcast peter pratt of a uh, of a uh, fish across the pond well, he's had marlins players on yeah he had that. anthony bender i think he said within the like within the last oh, that's month cool and so i was like how did you do that like what did you what, how, what did you how did you manage to do that and he was telling me they go through like marlins comms and like peter is obviously much more established than our podcast and much more successful podcast than us but like I, I, like what if we get jazz on and I was like hey remember me when I came up to the dugout and asked you to sign my baseball like things like some big big ass dork Logs shit out yeah. <laughs> he's like oh that guy he's like oh we got the Mark David Chapman over here <laughs> yeah I just like uh, also like do get I guess not really as much anymore but when we first the first interview we did I was like a little bit anxious I can only imagine what would happen if we had an actual baseball player on like did, did when you <laughs> when you hit the home run uh, off <laughs> Jacob to Grom. Did you like um, it? <laughs> did you like it when you did that? One time I, uh, I maybe this is the reason why I have this this podcast. I almost called it dumb podcast, Brandon. I'm trying to be less self-deprecating. Once uh, mm. I, uh, I called into like a local AM baseball radio chat with my dad in the car and I was like asking them a, I think there was like a sacrifice bunt they asked Pud Rodriguez to lay down in the, uh, the like the 03 season and I was calling to talk to him. I was like, get yeah, their takes. And um just stumbled over all my words. It was like the Ryan Dempster meeting all over again. Yeah, I was thinking the Dempster meeting. Yeah, yeah. I was just Your dad doesn't up. have the camera. Where's the camera? <laughs> but they Terry. were. I, they sent me. This is this is very funny. They sent me a bunch of great stuff because they're like, oh, a kid called in. This is adorable. Like they asked for my address afterwards, and then they like sent a bunch of stuff. And they sent me. I remember this so specifically. They sent me like a bobblehead that I still have up over there, a Cliff Floyd bobblehead. They sent me like uh, like a Marlins shirt or something, and then they sent me a ten dollar gift certificate for gift certificate for gasoline. <laughs> it's like, oh, give what? the give the eleven year old <laughs> like okay, a, so, a Shell gas station certificate. So, from someone who worked on the radio station side a couple times, yeah, um, and from my dad also being in radio station world, shout out. To I Mud. think probably what happened was they probably had a remote or they had an event somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, hey, come on down to the Seven Eleven. We'll be giving out <laughs> gas cards all day. You know, they probably had something like that. And I bet they just had extra ones, like maybe someone didn't pick it up, or like they just had extra ones, and they're like, "Yeah, just throw it in the in the box." Yeah, you know what I mean? They do? definitely, it was definitely just lying there, and it was like from an event a month ago. Yeah, might as well use it to get rid of it. That always cracked me up. Yeah. That always cracked me up. But um, that's very funny. Yes, very. I, listen, I've got fuck. I got, I gotta stop like 
blowing the goat. Blow, oh, well, that's not a saying. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not a saying. <laughs> I got to stop blowing the goat. Mm. I meant jumping the gun. And I said blowing the goat. We're really like the Ringo of podcasts. You know how like Ringo, he, like like Hard Day's Night came from him being like, it's a hard day's night. You know, it's like, yeah. well, that's really us. Yes. Just us not being able to come up with expressions that are not real yeah, ones. Being really bad at the thing that we do for free. That's what we're, yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't mean to jump the gun, not not blowing any goats around here. I didn't mean to jump the gun because I, I keep like, I, I don't have a 60-second story today. So I just used a great 60-second story before 60-second stories come around. And I was like, what am I doing? Now what do I do? Huh? What's going on? Use that dome. Improv time, baby. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I got to guess and the shit out of 60-second stories. Um, we've Tell re- the story about when you blew a gun. <laughs> no, Brandon, no. <laughs> Shut up. We got to... Uh, we Also, we're doing the classic thing that when we... And this Jolly Olive slash Jack Oliver, whichever he prefers, but uh, did a great job of like letting us bullshit and hang out for a while before getting into the actual baseball stuff. But whenever we get too baseball heavy, we get very silly afterwards. And that's we happening again. Silly. That's happening again right now. Or we get very dour and we're like ronald acuna's dead you know <laughs> i know yes we mourn we yeah it's like remember we when mourn, eloy jimenez yeah. went out for the year and they were like he's dead <laughs> <laughs> they hung his jersey, <laughs> yeah. hung his jersey up. that's very wasn't sore. even out for the years over three months i know and now it's just like coming back and, and killing it but brandon all right we should get into a little bit of baseball talk let's talk about these braves because neither of our teams are going to the to the playoffs and it seems like the Braves are they just took a series from the San Francisco Giants at home they were at home but they still took a series against the Giants and they have a series against the Dodgers coming up but like these Braves won't stop they're truly the definition of like getting hot at the right time and maintaining that spiciness and they're spicy as hell right now Brandon dude they're the spice kings of the world I <laughs> yeah. would say At- Atlanta known for its spices I don't think so mm-hmm. but you know what the, uh, I don't think so I'm trying what's the what's, so. what's what's like uh, Atlanta food to you uh, Atlanta food. Well, peaches is the obvious one, peaches. but also food. I mean, definitely like southern, like yeah, southern probably like chicken food. and waffles. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, pecans. Pe- pecans. Pecans. <laughs> pecans. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I thought about. Oh, spicy foods. Yeah, cayenne spicy pepper foods. in general, maybe. Mm. Yeah, probably on like some hot chicken. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, but yeah, they're on fire. Ian Anderson had another hell of a of a, a another hell of a turnout. Another mm-hmm. hell of a start. What am I trying to say? Yeah, hell of a start. Yeah, he went five. Yeah. He went five and two innings. Five and two innings. Five and two thirds an inning. Uh, zero earned runs. And like I know we were saying at the beginning of the year that that Mike Soroka is out. Like what's going on? Like is the Braves starting pitching going to implode? And like Ian Anderson is just a phenomenal starting pitcher now. He's leading the rotation. And if you're a Braves fan, you got to be like, this is I'm comfortable with this guy coming out as like our our starter in a playoff game. Well, Max Fried obviously, but also Ian Anderson. Yeah, I mean. It- I think that that the rotation, the top three, because like we we always talk about, there's always got to be a top three in the playoffs of starters. Yes, of course. Freed, Anderson, Morton. Yeah, that's what I'm real thinking. solid. You got yeah. the veteran experience with Morton. You got, uh, I mean, now Anderson and Freed have experience too because they were in the playoffs that's last true. year. And it that's was a weird point. playoff experience. But I think you got to like those that three for the for the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if it's, if it's Brewers top three good, yeah, but but I, mean, I do think I do think that that you have to like that. I think I would have Freed as my well, I don't know. No, I think I'd have Freed as my number one though. Yeah, you have I to. So. Yeah, you have to because like he has great experience. You, like you don't realize it, but like he's been in the league for 
three, four, or four years, four or five years, actually. He also just, like, so. has been hitting the ball well. And, like, if you're in a National League oh, yeah. playoff game and, like, you want somebody to... Don't forget, he has a pinch hit walk-off uh, for the Marlins, like, against the Marlins. He he literally oh, yeah. was pinch-hitting and then hit a walk-off single. Highest batting average average since Warren Spahn, right? Wasn't that the stat that's we pulled the a few stat. ago? Yeah, I don't know if that's still up, but it's definitely up. And then it led us to going into a bunch of Greg... Ma- me being like, Greg Maddox was a hell of a hitter, and he's, like, sub-200 every single season. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't, Sam. It's just little kid brain. You had little kid brain. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a Brace fan, Freed's great. Soroka's great. Morton's been, like, made how many runs with how many different teams at this point? Like, that's the veteran leadership you want. Enoa. They're on fire, boy. Enoa. Oh, our boy Enoa. I forgot about Enoa. Um, yeah, speaking of pitchers that can rake, Enoa. Um, but, yeah, and then also on top of this, like, Austin Riley might be <laughs> – I mean, I don't think he'll win, but he's in the contention for MVP. Like, have you checked out his season stats? Like, his season stats right now, 2021 stats, he said 464 at-bats, uh, 141 hits, 28 home runs, 80 RBIs with a 304 average and an on-base percentage of 376. But his OPS is 915, dude. 915. That's insane. I think he'll definitely get some votes. But yeah. also what's interesting is – so the other – the other players that would get votes in the National League off the top of my dome. Off the dome. Mun- Muncy. Um, Bryce Harper probably should, but yes. I don't know if the Phillies are just a 500 team. Like It, it is to your detriment when you play on an on a average or poor team. Same thing with Juan Soto, who's like probably the best hitter of any of those players, I think, Absolutely. in my opinion. Absolutely. But, but it it's like, I wonder if, if, I mean, obviously Riley deserves it, but I wonder even if the Braves uh, winning the division, I wonder if that would elevate his chances of getting some more votes. I don't think he'll win, but getting some more votes. No, I think in, you're right. Uh, in the MVP run. Also, it's very narrative driven, right? Like we've talked about this, like these like season long awards always come down to like last couple months. And like, what's the narrative in this sport? Like what's the, what's the media saying about it? Especially, I mean like other sports like basketball specifically are just incredibly NFL MVP is very narrative driven, but like your, your argument for Riley is okay. He's got more home runs than Bryce Harper. He's got about the same average. <clears throat> He's got a, a ton more RBIs. Because don't forget, Bryce Harper was doing that weird thing where he was hitting only solo home runs for majority of the season. Anytime he went yard, it was like nobody was on base. And so it was just not not like uh, not bringing in the runs for him. Um, and he's on a winning team. And I don't know, without Acuna there, who the leader of this Braves team is. Like, I think a locker room leader is probably Freddie Freeman. But, like, Freeman, as, yeah. as far as, like, performer, I know Dansby Swanson has gotten hot here and there. Al- Albies came out cold. Freeman came out cold. Freeman's obviously been phenomenal since the All-Star break. But, like, I think there's an argument there for Riley, especially with the narrative being like, oh, everybody thought this guy was a bust or, like, not a bust but wasn't going to live up to his full potential. And now he is broken out in a big way um looks like he wears eyeliner which we love um and he's, he's pretty just, he's, he's a pretty, pretty man boy. He's got, he just has long eyelashes That's i know it. yeah not all of us are cursed with those good old austin riley eyelashes but uh <laughs> and yeah and he's just smashing the hell out of the ball and, it's, and what if that, that was a braves promo they're like come on down tuesday the braves play the cincinnati reds you can get your austin riley eyelashes <laughs> <laughs> they're just like yeah you just like poking them on and you just like cut the kids in the stands they're all just like blinking as they're crying <laughs> these eyelashes into their heads. that's really great or come on down and uh get flapped away by austin's beautiful ashes <laughs> lots of options they go, they go see austin riley hit the longest bombs away yeah come come use those beautiful eyelashes and blink the dust out of your eyes do you have you're reading his stats do you have his defensive stats for the season i don't, I don't want to pimp you out no 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 pimp me out a little bit pimp me out a little bit i also wanted to check his war too because i think that like in modern baseball like that's a huge indication as to what uh, the MVP award goes to like okay so for example right now Bryce Harper's WAR is four point two Austin Riley's 
4.5. And when their hitting stats are that close, and, and also Harper's got a higher OPS than, than Riley, and that, that insinuates to me that they uh, that he's he's playing great defense. Also, Riley just does play great defense, right? Like, their last few years, like, he's been a little disappointing when it comes to offense, obviously, but his defensive war has been really great. Okay, looking at this, his D-war on, uh, on baseball reference is 0.7 right now. Wait, how does this work? His offensive war is 4.0. His defensive war is 4.7, but his overall war is 4.5. So is base run like is there like base running war that's like being taken into account? That's not that's like a negative 0.2 and that's why it's it's 4.5 and not 4.7. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. We're not a math pod, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're two dumb idiots. We have no business. We're two even. dumb idiots. We just figured out what war was yesterday. Um yeah. What is it good for? Hey, am I right? Ah, listen, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> we've made that joke so many times. I'm just I like, know. all right, yeah, that's it. Would it be a pot if we didn't beat a joke to death? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're also good at finding the fielding stats. I'm not. What am I doing here? You were like bringing in like, yeah, talking about pimping you out. I'm like, no, Brandon, you're good at this thing. You should be doing <laughs> it, not me. Um, is this what gaslighting is? I don't know, but Brandon, I didn't even, I didn't even tell you to do that. What are you talking about? You're going crazy. <laughs> that's you're it. So that's insane. it. You're doing it right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like Austin Riley too. I, I, I know I'm a Marlins fan, and like the Marlins and Braves have probably had the most contention among all of the teams in the division this year. But like, I like this Braves team. I really like Freddie Freeman. We've talked about that before. I really like Austin Riley. I think Ozzy Albies is cool. I like a switch hitting second baseman like that. I uh and uh Dansby Swanson is a hunk that's dating like a US women's national team soccer player. What's like, his name, Sam? Blansby Blanspin is a certified Thank hunk. You. Like they're just all a lot of like uh of, of good things to like about this Braves team. So I'm not gonna hate them. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for them if they make it to the playoffs. When they make it to the playoffs. Yeah, they're a likable team, honestly. And I feel like uh there's if other teams made it, I feel like a lot of people would be shitting on the Mets, a lot of people would be shitting on the Phillies, uh Marlins, I think, kind of the same yeah. degree, just out of like hate that it's the Marlins. Yes. You know what I mean? And what the fuck are they doing? Other here? teams, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know about the Nationals, but yeah, I mean, I I think that the Braves do have the most likable bunch of the crew. I mean, it's hard to hate really any of the players on that team. Yeah, I think they're fun, um, and they've like they've persevered. Like this Braves team has just like gone from losing their best player and one of the best players in all of the sport, um, and and making trade deadlines. Two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great Soroka, point. Soroka, yeah. Soroka as well. Um, and got made fun of on this very podcast because of their their trade deadline moves. We were like, "What do you need four outfielders for?" Like, dude. And everyone now, made fun of of Solaire, and Solaire is like crushing, absolutely crushing. a monster, continuing yeah. to be a monster. Yeah. on the team. So, yeah, I mean, what a find by um. Uh, by the Braves front office there. I mean, incre- incredible pickup. I mean, hopefully he continues it for them. I don't know the their stretch, general. But... I don't know their general manager's name off the top of my head because it's like a long last e- name. Greek. Alex. But on. it goes by AA. I know he's like, they're like, AA, AA yeah, really I, did a great job. So, Alex Anthropopoulos. <laughs> yeah, so like shouts out to AA. Um, one of my, one of my uh, child, I had to go to a psychiatrist as a child because of there's like general anxiety and also uh, having ADHD. So I needed to be like hopped up on Dexedrine for a while. Um, and our, we had the most Greek psychiatrist. It was like, I forget where it was Boker or Boynton, but he was like, it was like Theo, like, I, I Theo Feta. Yeah. <laughs> Theo Euro, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, Alex Anthopoulos. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. that's a pretty solid name too. That like, that like is uh reminiscent of like Greek gods, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. that give you? Yeah. Acropolis. Acropolis. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Brandon, please help me here. Um, all right, Brandon, moving on. I'm going to, yeah, we already talked. Oh, I went to a game this week, Brandon. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll use the, the thing that I want to do 
for my sake. Actually, Brandon, let's just get straight into it. You want to just do 60-second stories? Yeah, are you all right? I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best, man. <laughs> I noticed that there's like, oh, yeah, we're like 10 minutes from an hour, I think, or like just around that mark. Oh, okay, mark yeah, we'll I'm get like, moving. We got to get this party started because you and I are always like, we have to keep this podcast around an hour. No one wants to listen to us talk about nonsense for an hour and a half. And then mm-hmm. cut to the end of the pod. I'm like, oh, we have just been talking and, and not saying anything for the last, yeah, like hour and a half. So um, <laughs> we're going to get to 60-second stories. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, and you're a big dumb moron and you don't know what a 60 second story could possibly be this is where brandon and i will both tell a story either from the past week or from any part of our lives it's 60 seconds we'll take the time down and if they go over buzz you're out just kidding we'll let you finish the story brandon do you have a 60 second story that you want to share on this week's pod sure i would love to it's baseball related but let's go okay all right so you ready yeah and away we go so the Mets retired Mets legend from the 1969 World Series in 1973. Pennant run, Jerry Kuzman, uh, number 36. He was uh, the yin to, to Tom Seaver's yang um, on those teams and was a great Met. I think he won the NL Cy Young in 1976 for them. Retired his number. Um, but there's a, a, a sort of short personal story. So we talk about my dad a lot and how he was he's in the radio business. Um, so when he was in South Florida, he got to interview a lot of old baseball players because a lot of them are retired and they live in Florida and they're just living the life down there. Um, so he got a former Philly great, Greg Luzinski. He interviewed him and my dad became buddies with him. And he was like, do you want Jerry Kuzman's number? (laughs) And, (laughs) and he was just giving away old baseball players numbers. So my dad called Jerry Kuzman and Jerry Kuzman's like from, uh, Minnesota. He has a heavy accent and, and, my dad's like, hey, do you want to come on the show? And Jerry Kuzman's like, I can't. The wife's got the car. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is there's a, an amazing Mets documentary on the 1969 Mets. Okay. All right. I'll let you finish. And there's, finish. there's a, a, a segment where he's like, yeah, I, I, you know, the first time I drove to Shea Stadium to play, um, we only ha- my wife and I only had one car. No so it's way. actually in, in 1969. So I guess there's a reoccurring theme where Jerry That's Kuzman so funny. only has one car even post his, his baseball career but uh congrats to him well deserved probably took a little bit too long but yeah. I mean, hopefully that's something that our boy steve cohen you know fixes in the coming years that they retire a little bit more of, of those uh mets mets greats the but, mets uh, legends but yeah it was the a great legends. mets legends you were at that game but you missed it because you're a bad baseball fan <laughs> i was at that game and i did miss it uh which is going to bring into my 60 second story but yeah i was at the game and uh good friend chris also works where i work which is in uh the general uh wall street area of of manhattan and he had to go into work on a saturday and work a shift and so we were like oh you're gonna go to the game with us he's a big mets fan um then we had our friend drew who's a big nationals fan and then me who's a marlins fan and then my friend nate who's a a race fan so we met him at a taco bell and like crushed a crushed taco bell and just because of that we're late (laughs) So he was like, I need to get food in me. I also don't want to spend $20 on a pastrami sandwich and hot dog. Like, uh, how can I do this? Jerry, so. Ku- Jerry Kuzman was also at the Taco Bell. He's like, hey, can you guys drive me to the game? <laughs> it's like, hey, my wife has a... I can't do it. God damn it. <laughs> my wife uh, has the car. My wife has the guy. Um, all right, Brandon, I'm going to get into my 60-second stories. How are you feeling? You, you think you're ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for this. All right. And away we, we- Go. <laughs> All right, Brandon. I had to pimp you out a little bit there. I started the clock already, but I'm going to reprimand you with my time to say, what are you doing, bud? Come on. We have to do our Billy <laughs> Billy on the Street uh, uh, st- stealing content from Billy on the Street. So, like I said, went to the Net- Nats-Mets uh, game this year. Uh, this year. <laughs> went to the Nats-Mets thing this year. Um, and we got good seats because my friend uh, Drew was visiting from town. He was very generous, bought us all seats. Um, and they were in, like, the left field 
like 100 seconds, like the closest part to the left field. Um, uh, like we could yell at Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil looked like he was going to throw up a couple times. He was like, oh, like hands on his knees, bent over, like really looking like he was struggling. Wouldn't um, you if you were on the current Mets? That's true. Brand- wow, Brandon, that's a great joke. Got to write that one down. Um, but he, uh, oh my God, you lost, you made me lose my track. Okay, so we're, so Nate, my good friend Nate, I'm so over time. I have 10 more seconds. So my good friend Nate is walking down from grabbing like a beer, grabbing like a, grabbing food or something. I don't know. And he texts me and he's like, I think Julian Casablancas is here. And I was like, no, that's not true. Like, I know he's a big Mets fan. All right, my timer's going off, but whatever. We're just going to, sorry. Lead singer of the Strokes, yeah. Yeah, lead singer of the Strokes. Iconic rock and roll band out of New York City. Um, one of Nate's not not one of Nate's favorite band of all time. Something I've known about him for well over a decade now is that he uh, is that he loves the Strokes. And sure enough, I turn around and listen. Love Julian Casablancas, but he's not looking great. All right, <laughs> he's seen better days. He looks like Beetlejuice. He looks like Beetlejuice. But he's there with his kids, some like other hot hip couple that's hanging out with him. Um, and he's like running around, yelling, paying attention, like really just in his element. And we're at a Mets game in left field, so like nobody else knows who this guy is. Like <laughs> we were definitely the only people that recognized him. Um, and we took some voyeuristic pictures from afar. And Nate went; his whole body language changed from like shoulders and knees pointed towards the game to shoulders pointed, shoulders pointed towards Julian Casablanca's <laughs> knees towards me, just like always trying to sneak looks. It was very funny but um, he didn't say it was up to him he didn't want to say what's no up? i tried once he had like a little liquid courage i was like come on go up i'll tell him to take a picture and he's like no 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 no, that would be embarrassing but he did they brought up a great point which would have been a lot of fun he's like i wish i had a baseball that i could ask him to autograph because how cool would it be to have a julian Casablanca oh, baseball very cool yeah so but i think also can you buy the baseball games at the stadium i feel like you should yeah i didn't think about that <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I think you're right. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was great. We I'll show I'll throw the pictures up on our Twitter account. There's like a bunch of really funny pictures. I was texting Brandon the whole time, being like, "Dude, <laughs> but this is did him. you say what jersey he's wearing? Because that's the funniest part to me. It was yeah. It was it was bullpen pitcher Castro number fifty. You Miguel know more Castro. About, yeah, you know more yeah. about this guy <laughs> than I do. Which is like he's a perfectly adequate, solid reliever. He has a, had a good season with the Mets, but it's like. Either Julian Casablanca likes his flair because Miguel Castro has great flair, a lot of earrings, cool. unbuttoned shirt, hat tilted to the side, which I feel like he would appreciate that. Yeah, or yeah. he's just really cheap and he got the cheapest Mets jersey. <laughs> but also he might be cheap because it's like, I feel like he probably could afford better seats, not to knock on your seats well, at so, all, but it's like... No, 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 no. But I was thinking these might be his season tickets. I wonder if he has like four to six season maybe. tickets in left field. That was my guess because I was like, this isn't... This isn't rich person tickets, and like the Strokes sold out Barclays Arena last, like in at like t- like the twenty twenty New Year, yeah. like they're doing fine. <laughs> the Strokes are doing fine. Well, um, he about a month ago he threw out the first pitch, and he was in. I guess the Mets gave them him and whoever he was with box seats, and Steve Gelbs, who's the Mets sideline reporter on SNY, interviews him, and it is one of the worst interviews I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And I feel like you could actually see the producers be like, cut away, cut away. Because oh my God, that's Steve so Gelbs is like, hey, Julian. Uh, he's like, you know, they're going to bring back the black jerseys. What do you think about those? And he's like, oh, the, oh from the 90s. Yeah, that's all right. And Steve <laughs> Gelbs is like, okay. Give me anything. Uh, Give me anything, yeah. man. <laughs> he's like, what do you think of the season? He's like, oh, they're doing okay. Yeah. And then you you just saw like the producer go okay cut yeah, he's like thanks we got, Julian yeah, we got to get this guy out of here also it's so funny that he sounds drunk because he's been was is a recovering alcoholic who's been sober yeah. for like well over a decade so like he's just just yeah just did too much damage it sounds like he's uh, irre- um, irrecoverable Irreco- unrecoverable? he's in recovery Un- no unrecover like the I'm saying the vo- the vocal fry oh I don't know yeah he's- okay. 
I'll, I'll pull I'll pull the brakes on this great story <laughs> to, to to butcher a word <laughs> and, and stop the momentum. Um, I, I'm seeing them at the forum uh, in October. That's so exciting. They're like yeah, uh, yeah. I've never seen them. I've never been to the forum actually either. Even though I've lived in LA for a bit. So I don't be think fun. I ever went. That'll be great. Yeah, I'm very very envious. Which means they're probably coming around here sometime soon. I'd imagine. But they sell out here so fast just because they're an East Village band and like yeah yeah really a really very big New York City. I think Brandon. Now this is a little bit inside music, but I think that the as far as like cool New York punk band that has taken the uh taking the torch from the strokes i think it's who we talked about last week parquet courts parquet courts yeah i think parquet yeah courts i think like, so i mean it's different generations now right i mean for the, sure that's what the I'm people yeah. that came up with the strokes are 40 now i mean you know they are so they probably have families did, and they might live in it, long island is this it came out in 2001 right yeah so if you're yeah, yeah so if you're tw- if you were 20 then because so they had that's now. right because they had New York City cops on is this it but because 911 happened right yeah, either right before it. right after the release they pulled it yeah yep yeah, yeah which is a great sign New York City cops that's a good one yeah. Go, yeah and they have the ode to the Mets on the on the most recent album yes yes they I do. wrote an article I should post the article on our oh dude yes I forgot uh, on about Twitter this. page yeah, it's funny I never that. I never thought about doing that but yeah I wrote an article for Metsmerize which is one of the great Mets publications out there and uh, about ode to the Mets and the Strokes before the season and started. his so, and his uh, other band uh, the Voids uses like the Mets logo for some of their like merchandise or like the Mets yep. like, style logo for some of their merchandise so yeah big that's Mets right. fan that's right so it was very big exciting. Mets fan very exciting all right we're moving along we're going to I also realized that I, I neglected to put DeGrama de Week here on our rundown which is great because we're running out of time but also means we have to have a little bit of uh, intro music for a segment that's not going to happen DeGrama de Week The Grama de Wee. <laughs> All right. I was wondering. I was like, Brandon, you Jorge Soler, though. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. Jorge Soler. De Grama de Week. Um, all right, Brandon, moving right along, we're going to get into I like into this a... new DeGram of the Week where we just come up with it on top of our heads <laughs> yeah. and we don't explain it. Oh, uh, yeah, he's been good. Also, when when Jack was on and I said Pilar had two, three homers in two games, that's right, right? No, he had two home runs in one game. The game I was at, but I thought he hit a home run the next day, too. No, I don't think so. All right, because he was like, he didn't give me anything there, and I was like, ooh, I think I just said something that's not true. <laughs> I didn't want to. Cor- I didn't want. I don't want to correct you because I'm a gentleman. You know? I think you should though. I think yeah. I think we got to at least. <laughs> I think add, you should have. I think we have a. We have to prove that combined two people has the same knowledge as one good baseball broadcaster. So I think we need to. We need to help each other out there. But all right, getting on to another segment that doesn't have music, but it would if we did. It would go dun 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 Feaster famine. Yeah, we love that, Brandon. I, I like how we never even entertained doing a sixty seconds stories song that's a great point yeah what should it be what, what would it be you have i'm picking um, you out i think it should be that song uh by david gray he goes you only got 60 <laughs> seconds to story what is the so you had 60 seconds to tell a bad story <laughs> daniel powder good. right is that yeah no that's right yeah the Ooh. iconic american idol song all right brandon what's uh what's your feast of the week my feast of the week is uh the nationals have one of their top prospects making his debut, I th- uh, is it tonight Thursday. or maybe tomorrow? It's Thursday. I think it's Thursday. Thursday? Thursday? It's when, it's uh, Kieber Ruiz. Pitching. I think that's how you say his first name, right? It's yeah, Kieber. Kieber. Um, yeah, he's the number 19 prospect. MLB.com's number 19 prospect. Has had insane stats. He's a catcher, which is always exciting when you have a good offensive first catcher come up. For sure. Um, yeah, so this year, uh, 72 games, 21 homers, 59 RBI. 310 average, 993 OPS. So this guy could be an absolute monster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, which is scary. I mean, honestly, like, uh, if you're a catcher that's offensive first, like, I mean, you're going to be a star because, like, there's so few of you. Like, yeah. Buster Posey, Joe Maurer, like, these guys that, like, come up and they're sort of, like, 
Um, I know the the Orioles have a guy coming up, Adley Rushman. Marlins legend Fred Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like the like when there's there's so few of them out yeah, there that's like yeah. they're uh, they immediately get recognition. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So I mean, that's also, why I, I know. Uh, I was gonna say there was a lot of conversation this week. I don't know if you caught this on MLB because some I can't remember exactly who it was, but they might not want to be named. Where they were saying that Salvador Perez should be a Hall of Famer. Did you oh, see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversation yeah, yeah. going around. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. like he uh, Salvador Perez is a great player. I don't know if he's Hall, Hall of Fame caliber, but it's like. Because he's a catcher, it gives him so much more leeway. I think to I think to be like right. he's amazing. And foolish baseball so, did a great video about what like is Yadi a Hall of Famer? Is Yadi or Molina a Hall of Famer? Yeah, it's worth uh, definitely worth watching. Also, a Braves fan, also a dream guest. I would love to have foolish foolish baseball on the podcast one day. Oh yeah, so we'll put that out there. Put it out in the universe. Yeah, we said we want jazz last week, and now we want foolish baseball. So we, we're really shooting for the stars. But listen, we got Jack this week, so. The DMs Jack. are open. We're sliding in, baby. All right. Um, hey, all right. Who's next? Monty Harrison. So he yells at us. <laughs> no, stop, stop, stop. My feast of the week is none other than baby boy, Jesus Lazardo. I don't know if you saw this, Brandon, but Jesus has only had bad starts as a Marlin starting pitcher mm-hmm. since the Starling Marte Except when trade. he faced the Mets, he was okay. <laughs> yeah, he was okay. But I don't even know if it qualified as a quality start. I don't know. Or we don't know a lot about baseball. But uh, this last week, he had his best start as a Marlin, hands down. He had eight strikeouts and I think five and one, 5.1 innings, five and a third of inning. I can talk. I know how that goes. No, six and a third. Um, and a lot of zero earned runs with eight strikeouts. Uh, and Brandon, I don't know if you saw this, but the man put the goggles back on. Ricky Vaughn, baby. He yeah, Ricky Horace Grant style. So it took all he needed he just needed to see a little bit better and now he's uh now he's out here throwing six and a third yeah no that's exciting for i mean he the guy had so much talent i mean he was a top prospect so for a reason so i mean it's possible like there's always like these weird things that you hear like you know like dom smith even though he's had a terrible year like he needed a sleep apnea machine and improved his play <laughs> so it's like there's there is like medical things sometimes like yeah i just needed glasses you know it's happened to james winston like, james winston james like, winston that's yeah. why he's always squinting yeah, yeah. and then it's like oh you just needed contacts dude what are you doing yeah. <laughs> how, are you, how are you in the nfl and are just like no i'll be okay i'll be fine yeah. um but yeah so uh shouts out to jesus lazardo Florida guy, South Florida kid, always good when he does well, especially uh, uh, at a home game. And he got an ovation when he got mm-hmm. off. So a uh, big shout out to him. We love that. What's your uh, what's shouts. your let's get a little negative on the podcast, Brandon. What's that famine of the week for you? Reese Hoskins out for the season. He came yeah. back. I know he had a, a like a, a stomach, like a muscular, like right, like abdomen sort of issue. Yeah. I think he came back one day and when they activated him, they sent Bohm down to to AAA. Um, and then I think he, he played one game, right? And then immediately he was like, "Oh, I need surgery." Yeah, and I don't know. The they weren't specific. It was is it hernia surgery? I mean, it was I abdominal, when they say like abdom- right? Sounds like that would normally be like hernia sort of almost stuff, I can imagine, but um, we're no doctors here. <laughs> uh, Brandon, actually, you're talking to somebody that's had hernia surgery before. I don't know if you know. That's that. right. I remember Inguinal that. Inguinal hernia surgery, I believe, is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Inguinal hernia surgery. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I don't recommend it to anybody. You were fun. lifting up a box of baseball cards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, all of these jazz chisel rookie cards. I can't take it. Um, no, it was. Uh, I was. I'm not a. I'm not an athlete. It's been established on this podcast, and I was go- starting to go to the gym again. And I was with this. Uh, this coworker of mine from the restaurant I was working at at the time, and he was teaching me how to deadlift, and like put on way too much weight for a guy doing a deadlift for the first time. And it was like, I, I pulled up as one does when they're deadlifting. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, that felt bad. Something, 
something broke and then it slowly started my because this is a little gross but a uh, hernia is when you rip your abdominal muscle, muscles and your intestines start flying out of it and i was like i got this squishy little bump on my stomach what's going on here and yeah so that's what uh so sh- squishy little bump <laughs> squishy little bump i call it my squishy little bump brandon calls something else his squishy little bump if you know what i mean why don't you go suck off a goat? <laughs> <laughs> you leave me and my uh, blowing the goat out of this, okay, Brandon? Um, all right, my famine of the week is also injury-related, Brandon. I don't know if you saw this, um, but Marlins 2020 fourth-round pick, Jake Eater, a starting pitcher out of Vanderbilt, just had to get Tommy John surgery. And this is devastating for Marlins fans because I, if you're in the prospect zone, if you pay the, I'm doing weird hand things over here, if you're in the prospect zone, uh, then you know that Eater's had a phenomenal season. He's had a 1.77 ERA, a sub-1 whip. I think his whip is like... I don't know, like 0.97 or something. Like, it's just been really, really great. Has been taking everybody by storm. Nobody expected this out of him. I'm pretty sure when he was in Vanderbilt, he, like, started as a starting pitcher and then was having such bad luck that he turned into a relief pitcher for them towards the ends. The Marlins took a chance on him in the fourth round, um, the the year they famously drafted only pitchers, uh, and he's been really, really great. Like, uh, was rumored to be in a lot of, like, trade deadline deals when Marlins were trying to find a young uh, hot center fielder like Brian Reynolds or uh, Brandon Marsh or somebody I know they were connected to. Um, and now he has to get Tommy John surgery. And he's out to like late 2022. And that's just not what you like to see. I don't even think he's pitched a hundred innings so far yet in the minors because of the weird minor league season last year. And then this year he didn't finish the year now and then he'll miss. So it's like, it's definitely disappointing. Thank God the Marlins have the the depth in their minor league system for pitching and and frankly in their MLB system as well. So it's not uh it's not like it's an organiz- organizational blow other than the fact that yeah, one of our one of our cool young prospects is now out for the year. So that sucks. Yeah, I mean it's sad. I mean they're they're built for this though and obviously it's almost inevitable now that these pitchers are going to get Tommy John, you know, happened with the Mets top prospect too yeah. recently. So it's like top pitching prospect. So it's unfortunate because like he was obviously a monster and I know that was a player that you all were expecting to to pitch pretty soon in the majors, but you know, I mean, you have players like Max Meyer coming up, right? That yeah, that, Edward uh, Cabrera debuted last Cabrera uh, debuted. Last week, yeah. So, so yeah, so there's still some exciting prospects, and I think the Marlins also still have a an embarrassment of riches in pitching where they could trade one or two of these guys and yeah. hopefully net a center fielder or another offensive player in the offseason. And also like the way, the way you're talking you're like hey I mean Tommy John surgery is not career ending like it like it used to be like guys bounce back and can generally throw at the same velocity as they did pre-surgery so it's like maybe he still gets traded in the offseason like maybe teams are still like oh he's still a great pitcher we anticipate yeah. him to have a full recovery from the surgery maybe we still take a chance on him so yeah, I mean, two two examples, uh, a young person and an old older pitcher. Not that, you know, Eater's going to be up to these standards, but DeGrom had Tommy John yeah. when he was, uh, I think, in rookie ball, and obviously we know how that turned out. And then Chris Sale just came back from Tommy John, threw an immaculate inning I know, I saw <laughs> last that. week. So it's like, and he's an older pitcher, so it's like you can get over it. I mean, there are worse injuries to have as a pitcher. I know it seems devastating, and, and uh, there could be setbacks, but it's like, I, I hope that this young man has a positive outlook on it. I he'll think pitch so in too. the major soon. Yeah, he's for sure coming up. But all right, Brandon, we're moving along. We're going to get to the upcoming series in the division. And Brandon, this is where you take it away, baby. So why don't you take it away for us? We got a nice series: the Braves versus the Yankees, and the Braves versus the Giants. So it's Bra- Braves week. Eyes on the Braves this week. Very excited for that. Eyes on uh, the Phil- Braves. Eyes on the Braves. Phillies are out here in L.A. I knew I smelled something. And they're uh, <laughs> they're also going to be in Colorado playing the Rockies. Uh, Mets are playing the Marlins, the Sam Sam Brandon series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll be headed to Washington to play the Nationals. Nationals playing the Phil. Wait, they're playing the Phillies right now? 
Uh, okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, full disclosure. I made the rundown this week, which means it's a nightmare. And I immediately was like, "That's not who the Braves are playing this week." What did I do? Because the Braves was play that last week. I think some of these are mixed. Last week, last right? Because I was like, "The Giants, they just played the Giants." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Braves are playing at the Dodgers and at the Rockies this week. So, uh, so big bozo move from Sam there. My apologies, gotcha. Brandon. My apologies, Brandon. Kind of left hey, you I'm hanging like, out to dry. I just read the teleprompter like Ron Burgundy <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I was so. about to say, yeah, you're Ron Burgundy. Fuck you, San Diego. Um, nothing like a, a, an Anchorman joke uh, in 2021. Let's do The Office next. <laughs> Brandon, you heard of this movie Office Space? Actually, speaking of offices. I love um, Office Space, though. It's great. It's great. All right, Brandon. On to, so, okay, this is very funny because now we're moving on to feature future fans where we shout out people that we think are great on Twitter that we also think are going to be big fans of the podcast if they gave us a little listen. So they're going to get to this segment where we talk about them and then they're going to listen to that debacle of an introduction where we, I was like, I pimped you out to give the wrong series. So, uh, so hey, listen, if you want to know what NL Feast is like, this is it, baby. Buckle up. This is what you're getting yourself into. Um, we're get, we should have, like, you know, before movies, how they have, like, a ride like without any oh my other God. <laughs> like yes. just like before our like if there's ever a movie on the nl feast which is like we're going that path that's I mean, for sure like yeah. they're, they're gonna least, make a movie we're at least getting a netflix show at least at least but i feel like the i feel like the credits are gonna they're gonna be like wild unpredictable you know i think that's gonna be <laughs> Border, <era. yeah. laughs> borderline offensive is how how bad it is <laughs> um uh, but yeah uh, feature future fans yeah but, you, read uh, the, you read the one that you got i'll read the two that i got how's that sound yeah so we got a uh, uh, steve s schreiber 13 basically the the gesture of Mets Twitter, a hilarious. I'm sure you've seen him. He also known as Green Man because he has a green Ricky Henderson as his profile picture. Um, and his name is France, Francisco Lindor Stan account. Oh, and yes. For some, yes, for some reason, for some reason uh, people think that that's actually Francisco Lindor and they'll like berate <laughs> him. And he goes, yes, it's me, Francisco Lindor. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, big fan of him. I don't know. He's so popular. I don't know if he'll like us back, but you know, I'm going to put that out there, put it out in the universe. I follow him on Twitter as just like trying to follow more Mets people. Like the same way I follow Jolly. Yeah. I'm just like, I need to follow Mets people. What am I doing out here? My, um, so I, I went a different route. I got real fans, not a lot of followers, Brandon, not a lot of clout, but these people are responding to brave stuff. They're responding to braves podcast stuff like these are the these are the the ogs so the first one i got right now is mike at the razor blazer and i was, uh, was checking out mike's profile mike just pulled a, a mike trout uh live series card and mlb the show just like hours before this podcast recorded which brandon is like a humongous accomplishment in the video game amazing so, yeah the razor blazer huge shout out to you my friend great job great job congratulations uh, moving along too we got chels bells 40 a uh, big Braves Chels fan as well. Bells. <laughs> so shout out to Chels Bells. I'm assuming your name's Chelsea. I can't say that with confidence because I uh, I am very clearly an idiot based on a lot of the things I said today on the podcast. But I'm assuming your uh, your uh, your name's Chelsea, and I know for a fact you're a big Braves fan. Hopefully you enjoyed all the Braves love that we gave to this uh, that we gave to that team on this week's episode. Even though we're Mets and Marlins fans, it doesn't mean we can't appreciate greatness when we encounter it. So uh, hope you enjoyed. Thanks for uh, hopefully tuning in. Thanks, Chels. Chels Bells. Chels Bells. All right, Brandon. Now we're going to get to our podcast reviews and emails. But Brandon got some bad news. No new podcast <laughs> reviews again this week. I think we're about eight weeks in a row now. Um, so let's keep the streak up. Yes, yeah, so let's keep the streak up. Also, no. What are you talking about? Leave a review. <laughs> leave a review. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star review. We'll read it on the show. Um, 
Just pretty much don't say anything really offensive and we'll and we'll read it on the show. That's about as far as the line is drawn. Uh, or, I mean, at this rate, <laughs> we haven't got a review in six weeks, I think. I think it was mid-July the last time someone left something. So uh, say whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Just put <laughs> five desperate. stars. We're desperate. And as far as emails go, Brandon, we actually did get three emails this week. Three um, emails? And these three emails came from none other than me creating our TikTok account. So uh, thank oh. you, TikTok, for emailing us. Um, that's right, it, but that's a great way to promote. We have a TikTok now. We have a TikTok now. Brandon is doing some great video editing. He's using his big LA Hollywood uh, Hollywood skills, putting them to good use. Finally, yeah, my computer to... crashing <laughs> as soon as I opened <laughs> Adobe Premiere. Um, putting them to good use. So uh, we got some TikToks up. We actually got a, a little bit of a bump. So if you're listening from TikTok, thank you so much. Uh, I don't know. You probably expected more baseball content than uh. Well, th- though this was a very baseball heavy episode. So hey, you know, what are you, you're getting what you came for. Mm-hmm. Um, but follow us at NL Feast Podcast on TikTok. Follow the podcast on twitter as well we're always tweeting out memes brandon's done a great job putting some memes up recently at nl feast email us don't we need more than just tiktok emailing us brandon email us nl pod at gmail.com we'll read it on the show we'll have a lot of fun brandon you got to plug your twitter account plug it follow me at brando grosso on twitter and you know I, i'll tweet some things that have nothing to do with baseball normally but uh hey yeah, stay for the humor. Yeah, know. yeah. Come for where the, we're here. We're family. You what know did what we saying? say last night? Come for the baseball. Stay for the music. Come for the baseball. Yeah. Stay for the comedy. Okay. Yes. Um, and follow me on Twitter at NL Feast Sam. Brandon, I think that's it. Anything else before we get on out of here? Bye bye. Bye bye.